Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark. I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome Hannah Rickey and Beatrice Olivieri. Hannah, a Rollins alum from class of 2017 and a former member of the women's lacrosse team, currently serves as the Director of Environmental, Social, and Governance at Travel and Leisure Company. Her connection to Rollins runs deep. We'll talk a little bit about that later in the show but it extends beyond her academic and athletic pursuits uh, where she was invited as an alum to participate in the Rollins Career Champions Program where she was introduced to Beatrice, also a student athlete at the time to provide guidance on post-college career paths and opportunities. Beatrice, born and raised in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, embarked on her journey at Rollins in the fall of 2018 She was on the varsity swim team, serving as a team captain during her junior and senior years, achieving All-American status and holding six school records. Beyond sports, she was active with Rollins Amnesty International, Delta Zeta Sorority, German Club, and more. She is currently at Travel and Leisure as the ESG Business Analyst. Bia and Hannah, welcome to Rollins Around Town. Thank you. Thank you so much. So glad you are both here. Hannah, we're going to start with you because this, as you'll realize one day when you realize you're old. And so um, Hannah has a really, really deep and rich connection to the college where both of her parents went to the college, uh, went to Rollins. And her um, aunt and uncle were best friends of mine during my time at Rollins. So literally, I've known you since you were born. Like, this is kind of weird, uh, but it's awesome. It's weird for me, too. I'm sure. I'm sure to realize you'll be this old one day. Uh, but tell us your journey, right? Like, you, you lived here in Central Florida. Uh, you had parents that went here. You had aunts and uncles that went here. What was your why for choosing Rollins? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So uh, I grew up hearing about Rollins almost every day. I swear my, my parents have um, yellow and blue everywhere in the house. So do my aunt and uncle. And so growing up, I I really never thought I would go to Rollins. You know, I was like, this is a phenomenal school, but I need to branch out and and see the world. Um, I played lacrosse at Winter Park High School. And so the more that I was looking at post-high school opportunities, the more that Rollins kind of fit everything that I was looking for. I think it was really dynamic. It was very community-driven. And with all of these like pieces that that I needed at the time, it just, it checked every box in a way that no other college went. So I committed my junior year and um, I didn't tell my parents at the time. I just walked out of my dad's office and I was like, well, I'm going to Rollins. <laughs> and they were like, oh my gosh, but congratulations. Uh, and I think, you know, from there, the rest was history. That's awesome. Your story is a little bit different uh, being in Brazil. What, what was your why for choosing Rollins, Bia? 
Yeah, I'm definitely in the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> I hadn't heard about ROMs until I got a random email from College Board, the ones you get when you like sign up to do the to take the SATs. Right. And I'm very thankful I got that email because after that I just started looking into the school. I mean, it checked the main things for me, which were it was great academically. I knew I could succeed as an athlete, and it was also in a warm location, which was very important <laughs> for me growing up in Rio. I wasn't ready to make that big of a switch in that area. And I think the, not to be repetitive, but like the small community and how many other things I could do was something that really made me realize that Rollins was the right choice for me. Um, moving away from home was very hard. So I knew I wanted to be at a place where I felt like I could meet more people and just be part of something that made me feel like I was close to family, even though I was so far away from home. Right. You both were student athletes. You both were involved in stuff. Uh, talk a little bit about it. Like, what was the what was the journey like during those four years? And uh, in particular, talk about the learning environment at Rollins. Like, what was life like in the classrooms? Yeah, I'll start with this one. So, um, I was an environmental studies major, and so the mix of having environmental studies, which was actually suggested to me by Dennis Short, the, the women's lacrosse coach. Um, it was it was just amazing. In the classroom, we were learning about so many different things and everything was so interdisciplinary. Um, I hope I said that correctly. Absolutely. And, and it just made me see the world in such a different way. So we would go on nature hikes and we would do all of these class projects outside and then I'd get to come back and instead of having sat inside all day I'd go to the lacrosse field and and have practice and that was a whole nother level of community so to have a team that is supporting you and surrounding you and to be in the environmental studies department where it's it's fairly smaller it was at the time and have that community it was just uh, it was phenomenal that's great how about for you? Um, so my journey was interesting because everyone was trying to warn me that I was going to be so homesick the minute that my parents left. And to be honest, <laughs> I love them, but I was so <laughs> excited to start that nothing really hit me. I would say like four months in into like the school year. Yeah. Um, and I came in as undecided, but I knew kind of like the area I liked, which was great to be in a liberal arts school, which I got to do just a lot of like a, I was exposed, I feel like, to a wide variety of things. And then also I didn't have that pressure of having to select my major my first semester, which at the time I was confused because I had other friends. And I mean, the college experience in Brazil is completely different. Yeah. That's the thing you pick like while you're still in high school when you apply for schools. So I was very glad I had that extra time because my first semester, my RCC, which is the Rollins Conference course, if I'm not mistaken, it was called environmental activism, and the professor, Dr. Gunter, he is exactly in the area that I really like, which is politics, international relations, and environmental studies. Yep. So I just had a great mentor right from the start, and I took an intro to international politics class with Dr. Chong, and I was like, oh my God, so you're telling me I could <laughs> study international relations and then have a minor in sustainable development and then take all these classes and take languages. So that was really awesome. And I felt like right from the beginning, I wasn't put in like a box of being an international student or being a student athlete. I got to be part of like different clubs and interact with all sorts of people that were involved in all sorts of things. So I feel like it really expanded my worldview and just 
allow me to figure out things about myself that I didn't know. Yeah. I ask, I love asking this to Rollins alums, which is, did you learn more in the classroom or out of the classroom over your four years? Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> I think I'd be surprised if most people didn't say out of the classroom. I think you just learned so much about uh, different people, different, um, I'm trying to think of the right word and, and, uh, we're on a podcast. So now I'm, I'm blanking, but, <laughs> but you just learned so much about, about the ways of the world and how people operate and what's your role in that. And yeah. so I think to have the mentorship of professors who know you and really care about you combined with the real, the, those real world experiences was like a really perfect blend for me and something that I didn't even know that I needed at the time, but was uh, just absolutely amazing. Love that. Um, I don't know. That's a hard question for me because I'm proud to say I'm a nerd and I love being in the classroom. <laughs> so I like that's one thing post college yeah. that I do miss. I I really liked going to class, <laughs> which I don't know. I, sh I would have said if you asked me that two years ago. Right. But um, I think to Hannah's point, I my first week here at Rollins, I met people from more from like more countries than I had ever uh -huh. met previously. Mm -hmm. And I come from a very, I would say, like international place. Right. Like Rio is visited for by so many people from so many different backgrounds. But that first week I was like and one of my best friends, we're still really, really good friends to this day. He grew up in like Calcutta, India, wow. and we just clicked the minute that we met each other. And that's like, well, that was one of the biggest lessons I had in my time at Rollins was just that the whole global citizen thing is a great, right, concept, but it really is the truth. Like, mm. I met people that grew up in such different areas of the world or just such different cultures, and we just clicked, and we had so much to talk about, and we obviously had that curiosity to learn about each other. Uh, so I have to go with, like, learning more outside that's of the good. classroom because I think that just really propelled me forward to like, all right, maybe I can move to the Northeast or I can move to another country and it's going to be hard. It It's really tough being away from your family and your friends, but there's going to be people like you no yeah. matter where you go. So I feel like that was like the biggest lesson that I learned outside of the classroom and it just really like reshaped how I plan my life. I love or, that. Yeah. So speaking of planning your, let's go back in time to your, I don't know, beginning of your senior year, middle of your senior year, last week of your senior year, what's next? Like, what, what are you thinking? What has Rollins done to help you specifically with your next step right out of college, Hannah? So uh, going back to the last uh, semester of my senior year is something I don't know if I want to go back to because it was a crazy <laughs> time, um, but it was... I, I was in my senior seminar, and at the time, I was partnering with Fleet Farming, which was uh, based in Audubon Park, and we would bike around and have these little farm plots in people's front yard, and the whole thing was to uh, plant plant food, not lawns. And so I had taken a sustainable agriculture class, and you know, I, I thought that I knew that I wanted to go down this path, but I wasn't sure how to go about it. And so I sat down with uh, Dr. Poole, Dr. Lines, Dr. Allen, and essentially was like, what do I do? And where else can you get that type of mentorship other than Rollins? Um, and so I had a job offer at the time to move out to Monterey, California, working in sustainable agriculture, uh, but I had, I had never moved away from Winter Park before. And... 
they were like, you've got to take it. And I remember what Dr. Line said, and he was like, you know, when I graduated from college, I was sleeping in a tent every night working out in the middle of the desert. And it's something you've just got to do. You've got to do it. And so um, I did. They, they were the, the sole reason I accepted that job. And I moved out to Monterey for a few years and relocated back here, worked remote, um, and met Bia while I was back. Amazing. How about you? What was your, you know, moment where you sort of thought you knew what you were going to do next when you graduated? (laughs) Honestly, that was, senior year was amazing, but I feel like that's something that just lingers over your head throughout the year. And I don't know if I can say I took the easy way out, but at the time... Once I decided I wanted to go to grad school, I was so relieved because I was like, yay, more school. (laughs) Um, So that was good. I ended up deciding to use my fifth year of eligibility um, because of COVID and stability athletes got an extra year. So I decided to use that and I knew I wanted to go to grad school. So I was like, why don't I just do both? So I ended up deciding to go to the University of Massachusetts for a year, pursue my master in sustainability science which I knew I wanted to like just get more of like a laser focus on because of Dr. Poole actually, Hannah recommended me. She was like, you have to take a class with her before you graduate. (laughs) So I did, I took um, her course that, I don't remember the exact name, but it was talking about environmental justice. And I also had the opportunity to take a lot of great classes, Dr. Allen in the like environmental and like economics overlap. Uh, so I knew I like had stuff that I still wanted to learn more about. Um, and then career paths wise, it, honestly, even after I graduated from my master's, there's just so many opportunities out there. And with my like degrees and stuff like that, I just felt like there's so much I could do. So I'm happy that senior year when I was not to say that I'm mature. Now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going the right way. Um, right. I just felt like <laughs> I just felt like it was good for me to give me give it a little bit more time and just decide exactly what I wanted to do. But I think it's just good to try it out. So I'm glad I did. It was a little hard to like move and like start over again, but it was an awesome opportunity. And I got to experience the cold and all four seasons. So that was fun. That's but awesome. Yeah, just trying out new things, yeah. you know, trying to be curious. And the cold is something you weren't initially ready for coming to Rollins. So look at how much you grew in those four years. <laughs> and, it <Right>. made me, <laughs> and it really made me value my time. I was like, wow. And I mean... UMass is such a different school, right? It's huge, all those different things. And I feel like at the end of your four years, you're like, wow, like I've been living in this perfect Rollins bubble, (laughs) what's out there. And it was great because I also had a positive experience there, but it was just so widely different. And it made me really miss, and like I feel like value my time here. And even talking to my friends, I was like, yes, I did have friends that weren't athletes. I did (laughs) do like (laughs) other things on campus. I wasn't just, you know going to practice and going to class. So it was really awesome. I feel like it made me have that 360 moment of like, wow, that really all happened in four years. I love that. The one thing I talk about a lot is the Rollins network, like just how important it is, how valuable it is, the, the, the potential that can be with Rollins people that some, you know, some, you don't know, you, you both are just living this to, to the nth degree through the college <laughs> career champions program. So talk about that. You, you got in and I guess probably raised your hand and said, I'll do it. Or maybe someone sought you out and said, would you do it? But talk about what is the college career champions program and then talk about how you got connected to, to Bia. So it was a really interesting story. So 
I was on LinkedIn one day. At the time, I was with my previous company, which was ProAct, um, which is a national food distributor similar to Cisco. And I was a head of sustainability there. And so Cassie, Cassie Burns reached out to me via LinkedIn and was like, hey, we have this program. It's the Rollins Career Champions Program. And we have a phenomenal person, also a student athlete, also super interested in environmental studies and sustainable development. And we think you guys would be a, a perfect match together. And what really struck me about that is that there is somebody at Rollins who is going out and finding people that will be good for the students in that program. Right. And I had, I had never even heard of something like that before. Like that level of care was, it, it, it just boggled my mind. <laughs> and so I, I put my hand up. I said, yeah, absolutely. And the second we met, we just hit it off. And, um, you know, it, it was such a, a learning experience for me too, to just hear about another perspective, especially of someone who's interested in similar things. Right. And just to be able to have a back and forth conversation while she's still in school, I was like, man, I wish I, I did this when I was at Rollins. <laughs> um, and so, so I'm jealous of that, but yeah. it was, it was great. That's awesome. And how about you? Did you go to the career and life planning office and say, I need help. Can someone help me? Can someone connect me? Being completely honest, I don't exactly remember how I heard of the program, <laughs> but especially I feel like towards junior, senior year, I was like, I have to take every opportunity <laughs> I get to do and try out new things. So I feel like that's definitely the mentality that probably got me there. Um, and I I feel like with going back, like I feel like I, I mentioned this, like sustainability and international relations <coughs> are such like why things, right? I knew I wanted to like learn from people that had those interests and were in the field and not necessarily going through like the academic route. Right? right. So I was like, I needed like just meet people and understand what they're doing to like help with my, you know, career anxiety and all that stuff. <laughs> so it was a great, it was like a really, really awesome opportunity. And I remember being like terrified of meeting Hannah <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, like she's <laughs> doing so much. And I mean, we had like similar past at Rollins, which was also super funny. Um, but it was great. I feel like it just, it's different, right? Cause sometimes we have a hard time translating what we're learning to like, all right, well, how does that play out in the real world in between right. quotes? I'm doing air quotes right now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to see. Uh, I love that. It's such a great program and I wish more alum uh, would, would engage and I wish more students would too. And, and I think that's happening, but the connectivity and the relationship building and ultimately the sort of career and life planning mm -hmm. is, is pretty real and genuine. Um, and so travel and leisure, how did you get that opportunity? And, um, tell us more about what you do in your role. So I have a, I have an interesting story about this one. Um, I knew that I was ready for a change. And so I had been working at my, my previous job for about five years and I hit the maximum of what I thought I could do. And even when I talk to Bia now, I'm like, you stay somewhere as long as you're still learning and growing and um, you're developing as a person and in a work environment. And I had hit that mark. And so I was looking for opportunities and um, I applied for this job on a whim. I was like, you know what? This is right in my field. It's in Orlando. I've moved once and it was great. I don't want to move again. All my family is here. And so I put in an application at 
4 p.m., uh, I think on a, a Thursday, at Friday morning, 6 a.m., I get an email from Sarah Marshall. <laughs> and Right, right. And was like, hey, Hannah, I'd love to talk to you. And I was like... Did you know her? Like, did you know the name when you oh, first got it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, but I was like, I didn't know that she worked there. I, I had right. no idea. Right. And so I look on LinkedIn and lo and behold, it's, it's the Sarah Marshall I'm thinking about. <laughs> and so we get on a call. I move through the interview process and I was down to my last interview and I was supposed to fly out to Montana where I go every summer the, uh, on a Wednesday. Right. And the only time I could go in person to the office was on a Wednesday, was on that Wednesday. And so Sarah calls me and she says, you know, I know you're supposed to leave and I know you're going to be gone for a while, but I highly recommend you just, you just see it through and, you know, push your flight and just don't have regrets. And so I did it. I, I was on my way to a concert and I was on my phone rebooking my flight, uh, getting all these logistics worked out. And so it was, it, it, it was like, it was meant to be, um, and Travel and Leisure is just such a great company. And there I, I'm the director of environmental social governance, which is really the what followed the so, corporate social responsibility. And so the main difference is that corporate social responsibility focused on um, community engagement and social change and sustainability. At first, there were no metrics behind it. And so as a publicly traded company especially, it was hard for investors and other people to look at companies apples to apples. And so all ESG is in essence is corporate social responsibility with very concrete metrics that you report on to show progress and that you're, you're doing the work that you say that you're doing. And so um, it's great to be there and, and, Bia has only been there for a month and that and a half, and Yay. we're working on some really, really <laughs> awesome projects. That's so good. Let's take a moment to talk about Sarah Marshall, uh, <laughs> who's one of my dear friends, uh, the mother of two Rollins alums, uh, two siblings who went to Rollins, a spouse that went to Rollins, and just so many connections. And she is one of the senior recruiters for Travel and Leisure. So uh, again, the Rollins Network is uh, is alive and well and, uh, and a good friend who, who kind of frankly put us all together. So shout out to Sarah Marshall. <laughs> um, and so when did you get the job? Were you uh, doing anything after grad school? I was. I was moving back to Brazil, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a it was a change of plans. I mean, I feel like me and Hannah, we reconnected earlier this year when I was still in school. And again, it was like just a great moment to just see like, I mean, since the last time we had talked, her life was so different. And she was just like giving me a lot of insights of like, wait, the corporate side of sustainability can be so amazing. It can be so impactful, all these things. And it was at the time a very like informal conversation about just opportunities in general. And I kind of continue in school. I graduated in May, but I still had to do like a practicum experience over the summer. So I moved to New Hampshire for the summer and I worked with like an electric vehicle uh, startup Green Wave electric vehicles, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at the time, I was trying to decide where I wanted to go with my life, right? And I was considering moving back home and kind of seeking out jobs both in the U.S. and in Brazil. 
And the day before I was traveling, I guess travel is uh, <laughs> a common denominator <laughs> to travel and leisure job decisions. <laughs> but I was flying to New York City to visit the friend that I mentioned that I met in my first week at Rollins. So right. he now lives in New York City. Right. Adi. So I was vi- going to visit him and uh, some other of my Rollins friends that live there. Uh, Sarah Marshall's daughter included, Emily, because we graduated. And Anyways, don't want to get sidetracked. But I was visiting them all <laughs> in New York. And I get a call from Sarah. And she's like, hey, like, do you have a minute? I'm like, sure. Which I was already surprised by her calling me like at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday or something. Right. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and she's like, well, I have Hannah in the line as well. Can, can we all just have a call together? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, sure. In my mind thinking, what's happening right now? <laughs> Oh, um, we, we bombarded her. Awesome. <laughs> Three but I feel like, you know, it's the best the best way to deliver news. And they were just <laughs> like, hey, like, there is this um, this new position that's opening up. I think, like, you know, you should consider it. You should apply for it. Just kind of like the whole, like, see through and just see if you enjoy the interview process, all that stuff. So I was like, well, I'm applying for a lot of jobs. Why don't I just apply for this one with right. people I know are awesome? So... That's what I did, and I did the interview process in New York. Borrowed my friends, like, um, like, oh my God, words, uh, like formal attire, like business attire, right? Because right. I had nothing on me, <laughs> um, and it was really awesome. So I got to meet different people, kind of like understand a little bit more about the department. So I'm working as a business analyst in the ESG department. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I'm a month over a month in. It's great. So you know, just getting the the gist of it, but yeah, sorry, I think I got sidetracked on the question, but no, not at all. Nailed it. That's so good. And Bia, a quick point. So you said that you borrowed your friend's outfit for the interview (laughs) process. Just to make you feel a little bit better, um, my final interview I did in Montana. Mm -hmm. And so I did the big one in person, flew to Montana, had my final one on, on a Friday. And I couldn't find anything. You know, I only pack hiking clothes. And so I wore my grandma's oh uh, button-down shirt That's for that. Awesome. So, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Exactly. You do no, what you got to do. It was awesome. Isa, also a Rollins alum from Brazil that lives in New York City, <laughs> was like, no, I, I, what do you want to wear? A sweater. Uh, but right. yeah, I got you. Unbelievable. And I was like, you're the best. So yeah. she saved me. Thank you. We're wouldn't scrappy. Be, maybe I wouldn't be here <laughs> without her. Who knows? And all roads lead to your grandma, frankly, because she really is the one that started the Rollins train and the connection and, and your grandfather, rest his soul. Um, she or grandma used to host Rollins basketball players to her house over Thanksgiving when they couldn't go home, a, a, you know, a, a, a while ago. So um, love your, your grandma dearly. And uh, that's great that you give her a shout out. <laughs> um, how large is the department of, of ESG at Travel and Leisure? Leisure? So right now there are, let's see, five of us. That's and so there are five of us, but if you look at the scale of what we're working on, you know, I think what's really cool about this department is we work with every other department to influence change worldwide. I mean, co- corporate wide. Right. I mean, no, yeah. But that's so, such a massive so worldwide, yeah. Company. And so, you know, we're working with renovation and design teams, we're working with strategic sourcing, with talent acquisition, I mean, you name it, we we have some hand in kind of shaping how we progress um, in a sustainable and uh, community-driven way. Yeah. And so going back to Rollins and all of those different classes that you can take and, and figuring it out, I think that's what 
enables us to really thrive in this somewhat chaotic environment where we're working with all these players is you just see the connections between things. And that's like the most important component. And um, that's what I was looking for in someone. And Bia has just hit the ground running. I mean, it's I've just been blown away with what she's been able to do in, in the last month alone. I love it. I, I would assume, uh, knowing your CEO, uh, Mike Brown, one of the finest uh, humans uh, and business leaders alive, <laughs> that, you know, there's ESG and there's ESG. And, and I would bet that um, it's all in at that company. I mean, there's no, you're not just doing it to check a box for corporate America and stockholders. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And um, that's something that Bia was con- or not concerned with, but she was wondering when we were going through this interview process is how much do people actually care? Because at a lot of places, they, they need a person doing that work, but you get a lot of pushback from other people. And at Travel and Leisure, it's crazy how genuine it, it, it yeah. is and how much people are interested in it. And so uh, we published our 2022 ESG report back in early September and in 2022, depi- despite like a, a 4.7 increase to occupancy, we reduced water consumption by over 2 million gallons per year. It's amazing. So, so it's, it's that people care about it. And I think when you have that scale of such a big company, there's so much potential to do good. And, and Travel and Leisure, I think, is doing that. That's amazing. Can you share, like, what are some of the metrics you know, I'm sure there's a lot and I'm sure there's depth that we don't have time for here, <laughs> but give us a sense of, of what, it, what are you measuring? Obviously water consumption's one. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is something Bia actually knows all about because she's working on the Dow Jones sustainability index with me, but, um, there are so many metrics and they're always changing. The key ones for us are carbon emissions. So, um, we know that that climate change is, is a big thing. And so we're working to reduce our emissions, to scale with um, what we need to do as as a responsible company. Then we have our energy consumption, electricity consumption, which I had always thought were the same, but they're different. We have water. um, We have, let's see, philanthropy, um, Hmm. governance with risk and compliance. And so it's a, a really holistic approach to you obviously have the financials of a company, but then when you build in all of these metrics on the environmental side, on the social side, and and how you manage that company and, and the processes, it's extremely robust. Yeah, that's amazing. A month and a half in, do you, are you a believer? Yes, I, my mind was just <laughs> like, I was thinking about all the exposure I've had since I started, and Hannah has just been like awesome because she was like, just to let you know, we're going to do like a batches by fire. So <laughs> you're probably going to be a little overwhelmed with information. But I was like, oh, my God, yes, that's exactly what I want. Um, and I mean, it was a lot. And it's been really great just um, just to the point of like working with so many different departments. I think in the end, like Hannah passed me like a list of over 30 people to reach out to and like schedule one on ones. And I was like, oh, my God, I know people have such busy schedules. There's people from all, right, like, areas of the operation. And everyone was like, yes, of course, let's meet. Like, oh, you are, yeah. you're Beatrice, <laughs> right? Okay, I've never heard your name in my life, but for sure, let's find a time and get together. 
So everyone has just been super welcoming. And I love, I mean, I obviously, as someone that's like, has that international perspective, it's been really great because I had a call two weeks ago with um, our resort operations team in, sorry, not resort operations. Dominic is like project. He's a, a general manager. General manager yeah. for like the Asia Pacific area. Okay. And then we were, he specifically oversees this resort in Thailand. And he was just telling me all about their projects and what they're looking for in 2024. And we were on like right a teams meeting and he was 12 hours ahead of me right. <laughs> and we were just catching up and he was welcoming into the company, all this stuff. So I never thought that these would be the type of things that we would be involved in. And it was just a lot of great projects. And I feel like the variety is just really fun because yeah. obviously, you know, there's the number part of it and the reporting, which is super important because we need to be able to keep track of where the investment is going in. How is it paying off? Like what are people what is what's the growth we're seeing that's how that type of thing to just make it more tangible but right. at the same time there's so much space for creativity which is just just keeps things super exciting so it's been awesome i've been meeting a lot of people um <laughs> i have so many notes on just who to reach out to who is right. like who does what and how do the departments um work together that type of thing but it's just been really awesome and just great to like see also that the work is in this like abstract thing right that we just get together and report once a year. No, it's, we're doing things every day that impact the working people in the field, et cetera. So it's been super exciting. Fantastic. Incredibly dynamic, the work that you're doing. You, you both might have just volunteered or maybe voluntold yourself <laughs> to help with some uh, some of that work here at Rollins. So that's that's for another uh, chat off air. But uh, Done. <laughs> uh, we, we, we would love your uh, input in that. You know, the show is called Rollins Around Town, and, and you're both, you know, uh, young enough that I'm not sure you'll have a, a great insight or thought to this, Hannah, maybe you more because of your, you know, relationship and history to, to, to the community. But why does Rollins matter in Central Florida? Rollins matters so much. It, in my mind, it's a silly question because, <laughs> because it's just so obvious to me. And um, I think what I didn't even recognize so much at the time, but I really see now is that there are, there are alumni all over the place. Um, so Megan Kaur was someone who is someone who works with us and Bia had reached out to, uh, to talk about immigration too. And to just have this Rollins connection. And I think what it does is number one, I think it builds trust a lot faster. Mm -hmm. Um, and number two, I think unlike a lot of schools, people that go here and graduate from here, um, just care a lot about the school and the community. And I haven't met someone yet that I've been connected to who's a, a, another alumni who hasn't been really helpful. Um, even if they have nothing to, right. to gain from it, you know, they're, they're just, they're there for you. And um, I've seen that people are really there for each other. So I'm glad I, I could pay it forward in that small way with uh, reconnecting with <laughs> Bia, Love but it's super, super important. That's huge, that matters. Your thoughts on that? You know, maybe a little, we'll have to have you on in a year or two and, and ask you that question. <laughs> ask me that again. That's right. It's hard because for me, like, it's one of the things that made me confident to come back to the area, even though, right, most of my friends aren't here anymore in the sense of everyone graduated, people are scattered all around the country, the world. Um, but I knew in a way that there's, like, familiarity to the area and I understood 
if I needed help, right, where to go to. And, I mean, I have great relationships, for example, with the coaching staff at the swim team. There's a lot of people that I still know that were younger than me that are here and just people that are still around the area. Obviously, a lot of people want to live <laughs> around this area. That's great. <laughs> um, so, and to Hannah's point, I think it's just good because people are usually so open to reconnecting. And you can just reach out to someone that maybe you didn't really talk to or that wasn't here in your time and just be like, I'm a Rollins alum. I would love to connect, hear what you've been up to, that type of thing. And I think people are very open to dialogue, which right. I think it's like the first step to building community is to be open and curious about other people. So yep. it's just, I feel like that's what I think about when I think about the impact of Rollins and around the community and just how it impacted me. Love that. Is there a place people can go to learn about travel and leisure's um, ESG work and, and the report? I, I assume it's public in some form. Yeah, it is public. So you can go to travelandleisureco.com. Um, and then under the, there's an ESG tab at the very top. And go. so within that, you can read all about the work that we're doing um, and the work that we're scaling. And so I, I super encourage anyone to look at it. I think it's, it's really, really interesting. And um, I, I had a big hand in it. So if it's you don't awesome. think it's interesting, do not tell me. Um, because it's, it's 84 pages of pure bliss, I would say. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Very aesthetic pleasing as well. Oh, the thank graphics you. Graphics are are awesome. I love <laughs> it. I, I think I'm sitting here during this whole show thinking this might be the best Rollins around town ever. Like I you, bet you tell everyone. I that. don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't. <laughs> Let's listen to the shows. This, you know, a couple years ago when this was an idea, it was to sort of share the greatness of Rollins and why Rollins matters, and it matters because of our faculty, our staff, our students. And the role that ultimately we play, you play, and are playing in the community and why our community, our corporate community, um, is better and is going to be better. And just the stories you both told and the connectivity, and the, it, just, it just shares to me uh, how important the Rollins journey is for our students. And um, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. So uh, you two are outstanding. And I can't thank you enough for being on Rollins Around Town. Thank you. And uh, gosh, just wish you the best and eager to follow your journeys and, uh, and get you back on in a, at another time and um, just continue to watch you take over the world. It's great. <laughs> thank you so much, thank Sam. You. So thank you. It's so you. great to be here. It's so great to be back on campus. Um, it's, I forget how beautiful it is. And so um, always good to be back and, and reconnect. Exactly. Thank you so much. This has been Really fun. Awesome. Hannah Rickey, Director of Environmental, uh, Social, and Governance at Travel and Leisure, and Beatrice Olivieri, uh, um, ESG Business Analyst at Travel and Leisure. Thank you both. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Greg Golden, our uh, amazing uh, Director of Student Media here at Rollins, for keeping us on air today uh, and for getting this up on our podcast. So keep updated on all of our shows and guests. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Roundtown. And of course, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, with that, this is our last show of 2023. We thank um, everyone for uh, being a part of it. And we look forward to getting back on air in January of next year. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.